everybody, and welcome to another episode of Therapy Thoughts with Lindsay and Randy Cash over there. Hey. Hey, how's it going? It's going wonderful. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm excited. We are on episode 25. Already? I know. (laughs) I know, right? It's been kind of an awesome journey to get here. I Mm -hmm. feel like um, we've kind of in and out done radio and media stuff together for a good six or seven years now. And about a year ago, I started saying, hey, Randy, I really want to do a, a podcast again. You think we can make that happen? And then I kept thinking and thinking and overthinking and thinking some more. And finally, I was like, OK, let's just do it. We'll just start. We'll just figure it out. And we're figuring it out. We're figuring it out. We're getting closer to having video as a capability. There's all sorts of things. I've got the audio figured out. Right. Oh, yeah. We got that much. Mm -hmm. I have a lot of people that go, y'all's audio sounds so good. Thanks. I'm like, yes, because my producer and co-host is fabulous. Thanks. It's Mm -hmm. not that difficult, but thank you. It takes time to learn, but it's not that difficult, but thank you. No, I feel like in this like very podcasty world we're living in now, I think there's, you know, people are like, they, they pick up on stuff like that. It's like, oh, it sounds so professional and stuff. I'm like, well, because it, it is professional and stuff. But hope we have, we have fun and we, yeah, we educate a bit and have what I think is some entertaining conversation. That's why we call it infotainment. Mm-hmm. Here's my info for your tainment. Oh, boy. Here's your little audio tip. You can cure that noise that I hate so much with yeah. a noise gate. That's why you don't hear <laughs> all right good to go. know there's all right your tip. There's, your, there's your tip for the day there you go all right so last week and actually for a while now we've been talking about just this whole process of developing healthy communication patterns and relationships i feel like that's mm-hmm. just a theme that we're going to be stuck on for a bit because it's such a like all-encompassing topic that i feel like affects every one of us in some regard day after day yeah, like that we we don't go through a day in this world without having some communication dilemmas or frustrations or expectations that lead to communication breakdowns or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, that being said, have you ever taken or do you know anything about the four tendencies quiz? Never heard of it. Okay. So I am, I'm continuing like all the time. I'm always looking for new tools and assessments and ways to sort of understand your communication patterns or the way that you show up in the world or potentially the way that you deal with expectations. So I'm sure that we will do a deeper dive into this in the near future, but I thought I would give people a bit of an overview because, as you know, my Relationship Reset Workshop began on February 1st, and so we are not quite through the first week of the workshop, and it basically lasts about a three-month period. However, you can start at any time. You don't have to start like on February 1st and feel like, well, I can't do it again for three months. Mm -hmm. Like you could literally start on February 2nd or 3rd or 4th or 8th or 22nd. It doesn't really matter um, because you'll get access to the information and all of the tools and the teaching and it'll, it'll kind of come to you in a, in a personalized way. So that being said, one of the things that I have um, a lot of my couples do if I'm working with them in a private practice setting or as part of the Relationship Reset Workshop, we're learning about the four tendencies. So let me explain it like this. Basically, there is a personality type quiz that has been developed that allows you to see one of four categories that you fall into. And it all has to do with how do you show up in the world when it comes to meeting expectations, both those that you set for yourself and those that other people might impose on or set for you. 
And the ways that people show up, there's basically four types and there is some overlap. So I don't want you to hear this and think that you're all one thing or another. We all have some version or uh, combination of these four things. But basically, we've got the upholders. Mm -hmm. The upholder is going to be somebody that says, I am going to meet all of my own personal expectations that I set for myself. And I am also going to work as hard as I can to meet the expectations that other people have for me or that they put on me. So that upholder takes Mm -hmm. on a lot, right? Yes. The obliger They oblige people, right? They are a lot more likely to be people pleasers that are, you know, going to be meeting other people's expectations before they meet their own. It doesn't mean that they don't have internal expectations, but a lot of times they get stuck in that doing things for other people and not doing enough to take care of their own internal Mm -hmm. expectations. So there's like a bit of an imbalance from time to time. We've got the questioner, which is going to say... I I will meet expectations, but I'm not going to just do it arbitrarily. Like you can tell Mm. me, hey, I expect you to dot, dot, dot. But I'm going to do a lot of question asking. I'm going to do a lot of research. I'm going to really make sure that it makes sense to meet the expectation. I'm going to set them on myself. But again, I'm only going to, you know, I'm not going to start a new workout program Mm -hmm. in terms of like an internal expectation unless I really know that there's some scientific backing or there's, you know, some evidence to say that this is effective. I'm not just going to kind of do something at the drop of a hat. I'm going to really investigate it. And then we've got the rebels. And the rebels are people that say there are expectations. I recognize that. But I'm going to kind of do things my own way. I, If you say, hey, I really want you to do X, Y, and Z, that might make me less likely to do it because now I feel like you want me to. So I'm mm-hmm. going to say, no, I'm going to do it when I want right. to. But then I might also keep myself from acting because, well, I don't want to have expectations. Right. I sort of rebel against them, right? And so what's interesting about understanding the four tendencies, again, all of these assessments, it's one of many tools that can give you some insight into how you show up in the world. But it is an interesting sort of way to look at things because it allows you to see like, oh, yeah, you know, like those New Year's resolutions are hard for me to keep. Or, you know, I always feel overwhelmed because I'm trying to please everybody and Mm -hmm. I'm trying to do a million things to take care of me. Maybe that's why I feel overwhelmed. Or, hmm, sometimes I can ask so many questions or research for so long that I just don't act at all. I just stay stuck in my own way. Or maybe I am trying too hard to please everybody else and I'm not doing enough to please my own sort of internal expectations. So now I feel gived out. So the four tendencies is really interesting. And I I recommend if people are, you know, interested in learning more, having a fuller picture of who they are and how they show up in the world. Maybe check it out. If you just do a search for like the four tendencies quiz, it should come up. Um, if yeah, you aren't able it. to find it, uh, let me know. What'd you say? I found it. You found it? Did you take it? I was starting to, and I was like, dude, I can't read this and have right? a conversation it's with only, you. That's it's, not cool. It's really do, only, a, it's like eight questions yeah, it was only long. Eight questions. I got um, one so you'll have it. to, you'll have to take it and, and tell us what you show up as because it is. It's like when I, when I took it, I show up mostly as an upholder. And it makes sense because I, you know, kind of like with the expectations I set on myself to have like everything figured out and be perfect before I start a podcast Mm -hmm. versus, you know, if somebody else is saying, hey, we really want you to, you know, answer this question or that question or can you do an, an episode on this? I start to feel this, this, you know, sort of 
okay, I've got to meet everybody's expectations. Right. I've got to make sure I do all of the things. And sometimes it's okay. I have to remind myself like, okay, that's probably my upholder that's wanting to please everybody. I can take a break. I can take a pause. What's really cool about the four tendencies, though, is that it gives you your primary type, but then it also kind of shows you where you have some overlap with other things. So an upholder often has some characteristics of the obliger and the questioner. Mm -hmm. The questioner often has some characteristics of the upholder and the rebel and kind of so forth. It's like you've got one that you're directly opposite from and then two that you kind of have some overlap Mm -hmm. with. And it sort of shows up in this like grid of like these little circles and how they they lay on top of each other, right. so to speak. So, yeah, the four tendencies. It's kind of fun. I, um, I've i written some blogs on it. I'm going to probably do a, a much deeper kind of four tendencies guide, kind of like my, my communication guide, just to let right. people kind of understand what it is they can get out of this tool. But what I'm really hoping that people are starting to understand is that, so you take things like the love languages and the four tendencies and... And maybe you you look at how those interact with one another and you get a fuller picture of how you show up in the world. But again, it's just two of so many tools that are out there. Yeah, I'm going to take the quiz. I I don't I wanted to kind of do it really quickly, yeah. but I was like this isn't, I can't. I can't read it and You can't pay read it and do it. I'm curious. So I'm trying to think over here what you would be. I don't know. Like I'm not good at guessing because I feel like there are those the elements of the internal expectations that I can't read a person's mind, right? Like right. I can't know how they show up in their own head. Um so yeah, so you'll have to report back to us what your what your type is. Yeah, well, I'll take I I I see a little of my of all of those in me but mm-hmm. you know i don't know my it's hard to honestly say what yeah my real tendency would be the questions are asked in a way where like they ask you a question and then they give you four possible right. answers and one of those four corresponds with one of the types yeah. and so depending on how you answer the questions it should give you a pretty good snapshot i've only had i think one client go through the the four tendencies quiz and go I don't really think that's me. That doesn't that doesn't seem like me. Mm. So it's again, there's not one size fits all approach for everybody, but I, I do like to try and let people know what resources are available so that they can start to understand themselves more. I think sometimes when people do these types of things or go mm-hmm. to therapy and they're like, Well, that doesn't seem like me. Yeah. It one hundred percent is you. You just refuse to just <laughs> you don't look at it, it and see like dude, because you don't want to see yourself in that way. You yeah. know what I mean? That goes against what you've think you see in yourself and that's hard to swallow sometimes you know that i do most people that do that i personally without any education (laughs) in the field think that yeah that's actually a pretty that's probably a pretty accurate um assessment of things because it is a scary thing to have to sit there and go wow so that's how i show up in the world Hmm. i don't know about that you know i i worked with someone that's kind of given me permission to use their story and was really i mean there was so much struggle to get them from week to week between appointments to actually Mm -hmm. do if it was homework assignments or you know like like therapy homework or like at one point they were trying to get a job and it was like okay this week you need to apply for at least five jobs i mean we were trying to start small you know they'd come back and it'd be like you apply for some jobs? Nope, didn't apply for any jobs. Okay. And I mean, that starts to come to become a little bit frustrating because, you know, I'm over there going, am I not being effective as a therapist? Am I, am I not providing them with the right, you know, kind of factors or motivating, like, mm-hmm. kind of incentive to do something? So we go through the whole quiz. Guess what they show up as? They're a rebel. 
Yeah. So just because I'm saying, hey, I want you to do this, well, now they're less likely to do it. Right. So we had to change direction and say, okay. So instead of it being me giving suggestions, I said, okay, what would you feel comfortable doing this week? And then it became this sort of, you know, balancing act of figuring out how can we sort of, you know, kind of hack the brain a little bit yeah. and, and, and allow ourselves to still make progress, even if we know how we kind of show up in the world is a bit from a rebellious point of view. Yeah, absolutely. But it, it is. It can be very effective and helpful to also see how you show up in relationships. And so the way this ties into the relationship reset workshop I've got going on or just relationship couples therapy is sometimes, you know, you may have an expectation you put on your significant other. Well, they may or may not line up in yeah, terms of the same tendency, right? Yeah. And so you might be like, well... I uphold everything, so they should uphold it too. But Mm -hmm. if they're a questioner or if they're a rebel, that's not going to show up that way. Then if you've got an obliger that shows up that says, well, I'm just going to try and, you know, meet everybody else's expectations. Well, they might be meeting your expectations, but are they neglecting their own? Yeah. So it's important, I think, to know, like, how do you show up and how do you handle expectations? I used to always joke that the reason I'm single is I have unrealistic expectations. <laughs> okay. In myself as well as other people. Okay. Interesting. See, oh, we got to get you to take this quiz. Now I'm really curious. Like, yeah. I want to know how you show up here because, yeah, it's like, I don't know that there is such a thing as unrealistic expectation unless it's holding you back. Like, is the expectation keeping you from happiness? Like, I'll give an example. Um, I know you're not a huge fan of Friends, but um, there, there's an episode, and I've got, I don't remember which character, but basically, like, every person he goes on a date with, he finds some fault with. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there, there's something wrong. I think it's a Friends episode. Because he wants to. Right, because there, there's so much of a focus on what isn't showing up versus mm-hmm. what is showing up. So I think sometimes it's just a matter of like looking at that mindset. And it's not about saying you ignore the things that, that aren't what you want them to be. But you do have to start evaluating like, am I setting myself up for failure? Am I looking for problems? Because if I look for problems, guess what? You'll find I'm going to find problems and I'm going to find lots of problems. And so sometimes it is about that pause, that reset and saying, okay, what am, what is my you know list of things that I would like to have out of a relationship partner? And I get people sometimes to make an actual like bullet point list or maybe mm-hmm. write a few sentences down of like, here's the things that I want in a partner. Then go back and kind of circle your top three, top five. However, that feels, you know, authentic for you and then kind of prioritize those like which of these are the must haves like got to have this one in common or got to have this show up in a partner or prospective partner and which are the ones that maybe you can, you know, I'd like to have. It'd be nice to have. But if I don't have, it's not a deal breaker, because if we start to prioritize everything at the same level of importance, it does start to actually yep. become really difficult to ever find something to meet that list of expectations. Absolutely. You feel like you do that? Oh, yeah. Do you really? Absolutely. <sighs> but I'm better. No, I've, yeah. I've, uh, uh, I like to think I've turned a corner, so to speak. This is good. Okay. Randy Cash um, turning a corner. I like it. Yeah. So, 
But it is. It's a tough thing to sit there and go, well, I want everything. Why can't I just have everything? And I don't want anybody to feel like I'm suggesting that you should lower your standards because that's also not what I'm suggesting. But again, going back to kind of what we talked about last week, trying to have some empathy and compassion for how the other person is showing up. And if you've never told them or shared with them what your expectations are, but you're just discounting that they don't mm. they don't meet that expectation, you're not really giving them a fair chance to meet it because you're basically holding that back and like almost like testing them or like right. waiting to see like, are they going to do what I want? See, they didn't do what I want. Well, okay, did mm-hmm. you tell them what you want? And nope. if you've never told them what you want, they really are not going to be able to meet that expectation of any sort because they're not yeah. going to know. Sometimes knowing is not enough. It's absolutely okay to say, you know, I put my expectations out there. I put my list of needs and wants out there and I tried to do it in a very, you know, compassionate kind of non-confrontational way. And we're just not compatible. Mm-hmm. That is okay. That is we don't all have to be okay. compatible, but we can still be respectful and not mm-hmm. use whatever it is we're looking for almost as a weapon. Like, right. I'm going to hold this back. I'm going to keep all my cards close, and I'm not mm-hmm. going to tell you what I want. And then you don't meet it, and oh, bye. See ya. See ya. And that's not, because I don't think that's really an authentic, you know, no. integrity sort of not way to show up. But that also doesn't mean that we're always going to get what we want. I mean, that goes back to that whole vulnerability thing that when we when we sort of sign up to be in relationships, Mm -hmm. we are opening ourselves up to be exposed emotionally, to have some risk involved that we might put all of our stuff out there and it not be reciprocated. Mm -hmm. And that there's also a certain amount of just sort of fear that goes along with that. I mean, anytime we walk down a risky path. And relationships do have a lot of emotional risk attached to them. Anytime we go down that path, there's not a guarantee. No. And I think that's part of why, you know, people like myself have a job because there is so much uncertainty. There is so much, you know, I guess potential risk that sometimes turns mm-hmm. into to real disagreements and problems. So I'm I'm really a big advocate. And I'm not saying you show up on your first date and, you know, lay all of your dirty laundry out there on the table. I'm not I'm not advocating for that because I do think that there are tactful ways to have conversations. Sure. But if you show up, I, I a couple weeks ago had a question come in when I was on the radio on KTRS and somebody said, you know, had I had a couple of dates with this person and I, you know, I'm not on Facebook very much. And I had a friend call me and say, hey, did you did you get into a relationship? And I'm like, no, why? Well, your relation, somebody's saying that they're in a relationship with you on Facebook, like they had never had a conversation about, hey, do do we want to, you know, make this official? Do we want to mm-hmm. kind of go through life together? And it sounds like she made some assumptions that, you know, they had gone on a few dates and, hey, this must be my boyfriend. Yeah. And ultimately, when he confronted the situation, it did not go well. Yeah. You know, it kind of blew up. And I said on the radio then, and I'll say now that I'm not saying that you have to have like a marriage conversation the day you meet, but you probably should have a conversation about, hey, what are you looking for? Are we just kind of mm-hmm. being casual? Are we kind of seeing where this goes? Are you looking for a relationship? And it's completely valid for you to say, I'm looking for a relationship, but that doesn't mean it's compatible right. with what you're sitting there talking to, you exactly. know? Yeah, it's you a gotta whole process. Up, man. Yeah, I don't know. 
<laughs> Conversations are very important. Communication is very important. It is. And so I'm going to sound like a broken record for a Not while as we talk through some of these topics because I just feel like it's so important to understand and to make sure that we're kind of putting out there our truth and our authentic, you know, kind of what we want and who we are in a way that can find a match, that can find compatibility. You got to be honest with yourself first. Also, yes. Awesome. You have to be honest with other mm-hmm. people, but it starts with being honest with yourself. First. It does. You know, I mean, yes, I do the um, the relationship reset workshop. I have a an individual workshop that's a kind of a love yourself well topic. And right. the idea is the relationship you have with yourself is going to set the tone for the relationships you have with every other person in your life. And that does not mm-hmm. just mean romantic. I mean, that means family, kids significant others, mom, dad, whoever, right? People at work. And so we, we want to make sure that we're kind of right with ourselves before we start trying to connect with someone else. Because one of the pitfalls that happens a lot is that we don't feel good about who we are as people. So then we go looking for someone to fix us or to make right. us feel better, to validate yes. us. And that's not going to lead us down a path of success either. So these things really do go sort of together. You've got the, how do I love myself? Well, how do I show up in a relationship in a way that's authentic and vulnerable but connected? And it's yeah. hard, man. It is. There is no illusion over here that this is easy. No, it's not. Because like, uh, I'm at a place in my life now where uh, I've been alone for a while, but I, I recently, last few years ago or so, got to a place where I'm just, you know, it's not so bad. You know, things aren't great. Mm-hmm. Things aren't terrible, but eh, they're not so bad being alone. So I got kind of comfortable with. Okay. You know. Yeah, me. like maybe comfortable and, with you. Yeah, yeah I yeah. get that. And it it uh yeah it was a a, a nice surprise where I was like mm-hmm. I'm kind of yeah kind of like so me bad. right uh, yeah as much as I'm gonna like myself okay, my we'll self esteem yeah. a different story uh but existing with myself. Mm-hmm. Is comfortable is comfortably, excuse me, as I can be in the world today as okay. I am right now here today. So I just kind of simplified it to all right, all right. Can I be comfortable today? And yeah, I, I like I'm that. Fun things are just yeah, because it's easy to look at the. I'm tired of looking at the bad and the negative. Mm-hmm. And like we were talking about keeping score yeah. last episode, was it okay? Do you ever put a gold star down on that scorecard? It's just all red X's. All right. there's never That's a, a good gold point. Score. I, I don't. I'm trying not to look at the red X's as much. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to find the gold stars in my life, you know. Which is actually, I like that. How to find the gold stars, which is sort of a version of By that me. progress, not perfection, that right. we talk about. You know, that it's like, how can I just focus on where I am? You know, I shared a, a quote or a, like a little meme the other day on on Facebook that said, "Sometimes when I get bogged down at looking at, in looking at how far I have left to go." I pause and I reflect and I look at how far I've come. And I think sometimes we we miss that. You know, we, we live in a society in a world right now that's very much about the new best thing, that yeah. how can we be bigger, better, whatever. And sometimes it's okay to just pause and be where you are, you know, to, yeah. to not feel like you owe anybody other than yourself a good day. 
you know? And so, and it's, it's a process. I'm not saying that you can be a complete, you know, like you can't hold yourself up and, you know, Mm -hmm. like not ever connect with the world around you, but it's a balancing act. And I think the more that we can give ourselves credit for the good things that are there about us and kind of how we show up in the world and go, you know what? I'm, I'm all right with that. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I like this about myself or I'm just, I'm okay with it. It's, it may be not negative or positive. It's just kind of okay. But that is, I would suggest, better than staying kind of fused with the negative mindset. So it's a whole process. He was talking with somebody not long ago about, uh, they're asking me like, well, you know, you you, you probably know a lot about drugs and hallucinogenics and stuff. (laughs) And what do you think? And I was like, well, you know, hey, dude, I personally, for me, no, I want nothing to do with that. There you go. Uh, I have had you know some bad stuff and it's all sure. compartmentalized but i try not as i say it goes back i try not to focus on that stuff right. and but i also try to stay away from things that i think that are bad for me and my That's overall okay. happiness and not putting myself into a situation mm-hmm. that would uh not work out well for me no i get that it way, you know so i was like mm-hmm. no dude i forgot my point was oh <laughs> i can't be doing those types of things Deep because with Randy i've Cash. learned from the past right what not to do don't do this dude it's yeah. never worked out well for you right to where i'm now like okay it's yeah at first yeah it sounds like fun let's no let's not do that yeah, remember okay. i it, like my that first yeah. reaction is it sounds like but no it's not no, it's that not. doesn't right because it's an old reaction it's not mm-hmm. my reaction now it's, yeah it's a habit uh or i can't think of a better way to describe it but no yeah, it's, it's just, sort of like a comfort level or like to, yeah, yeah or something that like i found enjoyment in may or may not be serving me so i i don't continue doing that thing whatever that thing is you know and and i think that's the like the the gold standard of growth right that we yeah. can evaluate the past and look at our decisions and our our interactions with the world and make an evaluation as to whether or not we do or don't want those things to continue being a part of our lives yeah it used to be fun it's not so much fun anymore right. the old me thought it was fun but i thought it was pretty funny that he was like yeah so you, like, pro- hey, you, must you know probably this. know a lot about drugs <laughs> <laughs> that is kind of funny but do you I, know again do it's i give like, that vibe not necessarily, because again, that that's some reflection of you know he's reacting to you that way, yeah, and funny. and there's something that he's he's you know connecting with whatever that is. I don't know, and yeah. so that's where this whole communication thing is just really it. Yeah. It's a whole interesting thing, and I find it fascinating. But I also like to remind people like there is no illusion that I have all of this figured out because I don't. Um, but I will say if you are interested in learning more about be it the tendencies or taking part in the relationship workshop, or if you just want to do a session to talk about your tendencies and how you show up, I, I'm absolutely happy to do that. Um, you can find all of that info. Um, LindsayWalden.com is sort of the, the hub for everything. While you're there, you can also download my relationship communication guide, which is a, you know, it, it's a helpful guide. You could use it for the ways that you talk to yourself, as well as the ways that you interact with and communicate with those in your life um so yeah go there log that log into that get that how can people find how much, you how much does that thing cost that thing is free actually is it? it's a five-page relationship communication sort of guide there's free. um some info about the best kind of best practices of communication as well as some brainstorming activities that i kind of guide you through a, a thought process of learning how to get in touch with mm-hmm. what you want and need from communication so I think it's pretty helpful. I do as well. All right.
right. Awesome. Yeah. You can get that lindsaywalden.com. Um, all of the info is there. You can find the blog that I do weekly. You can find um, access to past episodes of the podcast. You can find all of the work with me options. It's just, just all there. It's all there. It's all there. And then in terms of the social medias, how can people find you? At our cash comedy on the Instagrams. On the Instagrams. All right. And then you can follow me on Facebook at Lindsay Walden Consulting. On Instagram, it's at this is Lindsay Walden. On where else? Pinterest. It's mm, at Therapy Thoughts. I got lots of them. It's You're at Therapy to, Thoughts. I know, right? I don't. Um, and then next week is actually Galentine's. And so that next uh, this next Thursday, the 13th, is Galentine's. And we will be doing the second annual Ladies' Night at the Bike Stop Cafe in St. Charles. It's a free Ladies' Night event. And I'm going to be talking a lot about relationships, sexuality, how to live your best life, how to show up authentically in the world. Come bring your questions, whatever you want to talk about. I am there to answer. Um, like I said, it's a free event. It's from 7 to 9 at the Bike Stop Cafe in St. Charles. And I really do hope to see you all there. Yay. Yay. All right. Well, we got to close out for today. Thanks again, Mr. Cash, for doing this with me. Welcome. For all of you Thanks. out there, I hope you're living your best life. And we'll be back next week.